Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, we're hoping you're having a great day as you're listening to this podcast, and uh, we're praying blessings over you. Uh, you literally are uplifted are and you? encouraged. Yeah, that's what I'm saying right now. I'm saying the prayer and the blessing over them as they listen to the okay, podcast good. that it encourages their heart. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, you make were sure that some flip it. Yeah, like yes, yeah, so I was praying, praying and fasting every <laughs> moment before we started this podcast. No, but that's what I I really did mean it. <laughs> so, <laughs> listeners, I hope you enjoy this because we're going to deal with a topic. If you saw it, that um, is very unusual. And how it came about is uh, at Christmas time, we were at church and a woman I had never met before came up to me and said, Dr. Doug, Dr. Doug. And I, yeah, hello. Um, so she goes, I love your podcast. And we get this a lot. We get a lot of time of people just come up to us randomly and tell us how much they like the podcast. And I thanked her. And, and she's written to us, but we had never actually met her. Yes. And so, so that was cool. She, no, you're not thinking of the same person as I'm thinking of. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard of this woman before or better or anything. So, yes, that was another person who came up Christmas Eve. That was the Christmas Eve one you're probably thinking of. Yes. This woman, yeah, and she loves us, and so you know who you are who write us letters, (laughs) and we thank you, and we respond. But this woman said uh, she was just gushing on about how much the podcast had meant to her and encouraged her faith and made her think about things. And then she was telling us how she went That's to. So encouraging. She was telling me Thank how you. she yeah she went to you know she was sharing at her office and they had other people listen to us. And then right at the end she goes, "You should do a podcast on resentment." And it just caught me off guard. And I was like, "Uh, yeah." She's like, "Just thank me." Walked away. And it was kind of the end of the discussion. And I was like, "That was interesting." Do a podcast on resentment. And I started thinking about it. When is the last time, and I'll ask you, Paula, when is the last time you heard a sermon or a podcast or anything about resentment? I don't think I've ever heard one. No, I, I didn't. couldn't think of one. I literally was yeah. going through my mind. And have I ever, do I even have resources to talk about resentment? Because uh, it just didn't pop out of my mind. Any books or any articles I've read on it and... But boy, it's out there. <laughs> well, this is what's interesting. Then over the next couple of weeks, dealing and talking to people, I just, I guess, you know, it's kind of, what is that? What, what There's some psychological thing of you hear somebody say. Oh, yeah. Like, when yeah. you've been like made aware of something and then you hear it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I'm thinking think about buying a Honda Civic and then all I see is <laughs> yeah. Honda Civics out there. No, that's Google. Google. We're already on your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that comes up on my, yeah, on your Instagram feed. So that, but it, it's true. I just was listening to a lot of people. I'm thinking, oh, I think they're dealing with some resentment in their heart. Mm. And so. Yeah, just, we started like being aware of yeah, it. Yeah. So we started dialoguing on it and then yeah. we started doing some deep dive researching and thinking about it and talking about it. And so this is the result. And we ended up with so much. This could be a two part podcast. Yeah, so it, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. And it'd be a good. And just so you know, before we, we recorded this, we sat together and we prayed and we confessed mm-hmm. about any resentment that we might be harboring or something that is going on in our own heart. We really believe that's important before somebody speaks on something. Yeah. Um, we hope our pastors do that before they get in the pulpit. But, you know, you always deal with stuff first before you teach on it. 
And, you know, what is it? You know, look at the log on in your own eye before yeah. you look at the speck in somebody else's. Yeah, Matthew 7, 3 is a very good verse. Yeah. So this comes out of that. I'm just yes. saying, okay, what what does this look like in our own life? And I just came from the struggle last night. I confessed it to you. I might as well share with the readers. Last night before going to bed, it's thought... Just felt like somebody in the family hadn't done something that I thought they should do and it, against us. And I just like, oh, uh, oh, uh, and it started. And I don't know if you ever listen, have deal with this listeners, but all of a sudden my mind wanted to start going down a road of negativity of, I can't believe they did that. And I could get back at them and oh, mm. whoa, whoa, whoa. So I had to fight that last night. A lot of times at night before you go to bed, sometimes these ideas come to, yeah. come to me yeah. at least. That's a yeah. great point and very yeah. sobering. Yeah. And and we've all we've all been there. Yeah. Like we have. So when it's January, we want to start the new year with clean hands and a pure heart. A lot of people mm. are doing our church is doing and a lot of churches do prayer and fasting and seeking the Lord for twenty twenty four. And mm-hmm. I think dealing with resentment's a good way to start off the yeah. year. And it's kind of like nobody wants to go to the doctor and have the surgery or do that, but this <laughs> is kind of like a little surgical procedure for it the is. soul, just making sure there's no resentment in there. So why don't we get into yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I think we always, always, always have to start with the first act of the mind, which, which is, is <laughs> I'm going to ask you this time, it's <laughs> understanding, understanding words. words. Yeah. yeah. So we need to make sure that we're, what we're talking about, because even when we were talking about, we're like, well, okay, so what does this actually mean? Yeah. So we went to the sources. We went to the um, dictionaries. On We went online and found the Oxford English Dictionary, and we went to dictionary.com, which is probably the most popular one now. Yeah, and then the Webster. Comes up first. Webster. Yeah, the Webster Dictionary. Yeah, the famous Webster Dictionary. Yeah. Well, the Oxford says, and an indignant sense of injury or insult received or perceived. Yes. Dictionary.com says the feeling of displeasure or indignation. That's a great word, indignation, at some act, remark, person, etc., regarded as causing injury or insult. And then Webster says, a feeling of indignant displeasure or persistent ill will at something regarded as a wrong insult or injury. And of those three, I think I like really the Oxford Dictionaries because it uses the word perceived. Yeah. The others have it all about something that's been done, but this one is Maybe it wasn't done, but we perceive something was done to yeah, us. I, yeah, I so agree with you on that yeah. one. Because oftentimes, I could speak in my own life that it's a perceived thing. Yeah, There are times that things happen and that, but typically it's, I'm, I'm speculating and thinking about something and I'm probably pretty sure the person didn't mean it that way. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Satan gets in and tries to- And then to, I get resentful. Yeah. So- the key is, though, with all the definitions, and if hopefully you caught this, that they all have something to do with somebody doing something to us. Mm-hmm. Something, it's about people. And I think uh, that's important because resentment has a sister. And it's, yes. it's bitterness. <laughs> and a lot of people, yeah. and, and it is. And you, I think it's a twin sister. Yeah, and it's almost... Because they're used almost interchangeably a lot of times in conversations. Yeah. And even this podcast, you may hear us switch and use the word bitter here and there. Um, but yeah, but what really is the close, difference? Aren't they? Yeah, what yeah, they aren't they aren't exactly the same. But what we were trying to think of some ideas of this. Well, resentment would be more of the potential response against people. Yeah. It doesn't mean like you might act on it, but there is the potential that you will in resentment bitterness is more like about the circumstances 
Yeah. You know, I'm upset about something, not really necessarily upset about a person. Yeah. Resentment's always dealing with people and are either real or perceived things they've done against us, slights, insults, hurts. Yeah. Those kind of things. Yeah. Well, let me give an example of this. Bitterness would be the idea of let, I didn't get invited to the party or the yeah. dinner or the whatever, but resentment would be more towards the person of that person did not invite. Yeah. Me to can the I party. disagree with you on that one? Like that, okay. because you have the idea didn't get invited. That means that somebody did something to them. Mm. My worst, they would say bitterness would be about the party. I can't go to the party. So I'm bitter that I missed the party huh. and you might've missed it because you got sick. The you know, you had, you were scheduled for work that time. You, so it's not against a person per se, but you're bitter because you didn't get to experience something you wanted to. Because the way you made it sound, sorry. No, people, this, is, <laughs> is, this how, is what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how we you're, talk. You're allowed to yeah. uh, Because when disagree. you said potential, res- when you said that didn't get invited, that means that somebody didn't invite you. Yes. So you're going to feel resentment to, to, why didn't that person invite me? Right. That's where I would resentment. say. Resentment. Yeah, yeah, not bitterness. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So. Um, can we, can we unpack that just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, what would be another example of that? Another. I didn't get into a certain school that I wanted to get into. Yeah. Would yeah. that be one? Yeah. That's it. I'm bitter that I didn't get accepted. Well, yeah. you're not, unless you know that, oh, this person shot down my application, then you would have resentment toward that person mm. because that person did it. That's a perceived by a person. But the bitterness is just because of the circumstance. The school, well, I guess maybe you could blame it on the school and you get resentment yeah. toward the school and now you hate I was going to pick on Harvard because everyone's <laughs> yeah. piling on Harvard the last week. And, uh, yeah, which sorry. they probably should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't plagiarize people. We didn't plagiarize this. We'll give all our, um, sorry. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Where gonna, are you going? We're going to give all, well, I was just joking about Harvard. We're going to give all our acknowledgements uh, in this podcast to people we quote from. So we're not yeah. plagiarizing. Sorry, yeah. a bad joke, bad joke. No, <laughs> no it, it was a true yeah, joke. Yeah, true. Yes, yeah, yeah. So anyways, you guys want to talk about that in a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can anyways, yeah, figure yes, that out For yourself. a guy who's written a uh, master's thesis and a doctoral dissertation, I'm a little sensitive to those things. So yeah. Anyways. But <laughs> Uh, so resentment is more towards people. Yes. Right. It begins with bitterness. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I would try and separate it more where I would just say bitterness, uh, is about circumstances and could include people. Resentment is about people. Okay, great. So anyways, look at that. We have a good understanding. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be bitter. You know where this always happens? It does. Social media. Yeah. That's I'll look at something and see like, you know, a bunch of people sitting around a table and I'm like resentful yeah. against the situation and I shouldn't even be at the table. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the hilarious part. How many times of, I, sorry, because I think this is more like, do we say this on air? I don't know. Forgive us. This is more a little bit your struggle. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I tend to be a grudger yeah. and I have to fight in my flesh. I have to really fight that because if somebody hurts me or hurts people that I love, I hold that and I know it's wrong. And we're going to talk through that of how you can not do that. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. I get duck. my feelings yeah, hurt pretty easily. But how many times can I we- confess something? I really do. I, I just felt like I should say that this about two minutes ago or three minutes ago and I didn't. I got really um, resentful about something because once a month we send out a thing from Serving Beyond Borders. That's from MailChimp and it just says like how to pray for us and gives an update on what our mission is doing. And and by the way, if you want to get that, you can write us at info 
at servingbb.org. That wasn't a plug, but I just thought, hey, but we have people on there and someone um, unsubscribed. And I get those when people unsubscribe. And so it was a person who had been a part of our training program, RLA, and this and that. And I got so offended. I really did. Like, I, I, I hadn't seen the person, you know, for a while. I don't know if they're still walking with Jesus. I have no idea. Yeah, it's been at least five years since we've heard or known anything Yeah, about yeah. Them. But I really did. And, you know, this is the great thing in a marriage or any kind of relationship where there's iron sharpening iron. Doug was very quick to call me out on it, which he should be, because that's part of our marriage of St. Paula. Come on. Yeah, we haven't talked to this person. We don't, they have, they have, they did not do anything against no, us. Maybe they changed their email. I yeah. don't know. Maybe they just didn't want but to get my, rid of us. Yeah, 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 that's, like you took it. yeah my, that's a great example I, of what I we're talking about. I mean, I'm just confessing here. Yeah. I literally was like, just said to Doug, who would do this? Like, this, you know. And so it was so funny, yeah. but maybe some of you can relate with that. Maybe yeah. that's a struggle for you. Yeah. I, I always like the illustration where you'll get upset about, we didn't get invited to this or something. And I'll be going, <laughs> did you want to go actually? Would you have gone? If you <laughs> No, but that's not the point. I, I'm like, yes. well, <laughs> it is the point. We weren't going to go. So why? Yeah. I'm actually happy they didn't invite yeah. us. So It's yeah. so funny. So we're, we're bringing some reality to this. But this goes back to the beginning. This is not a new thing to struggle no. with resentment. It goes all the way back to the, the garden and the of beginning time. of time. And yes. Genesis 4 is one of the great stories of resentment. Yeah. And yeah. if you've been around the church at all, you'll recognize this. But yeah. we're going to read it because it's so good. Yeah. So Genesis 4, I'm starting in verse 3. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you or wants to destroy you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. The famous story of Cain and Abel. It's a great story, if you think about it, of resentment. Yeah. Um, There's some... There's one little nugget in there that really caught me as I was uh, studying this again. I was reading it and trying to read it with fresh eyes because, you know, in fact, we're doing again the reading of the Bible through a year. And sometimes I always have to fight that because it can just get repetitious. I'm just reading the same story over again. No, I want to see new things every time. Mm. Here's an interesting thing in verse six where it says that Cain's face fell. Some uh, translations say his countenance fell. Mm. That's a hard word. What does it mean his countenance fell? But it literally is his face fell. And, and that's and what it means. It's, it's an idiom for an inner anger. It's that turmoil. And here's what I love to describe. Turmoil. That turmoil. <laughs> it's that turmoil. <laughs> turmoil. That's my New York accent coming out, which I've never been to New York except for one time, New York City. But anyways, <laughs> that turmoil in your gut when you feel slighted. Okay, that's resentment. He his face fell. He felt that inner turmoil. <laughs> felt that inner Sorry. anger. How's that? Is that that inner <laughs> struggle that turned into resentment? And and so notice the progression. Did yeah, you notice that in there. Yeah. I, oh, wow, that's that's strong when you think about it, mm-hmm. because our face registered. His face 
registered what was in his heart, yeah. right? Well, and, and just think about it. When you're sitting with somebody and somebody else's name is mentioned at a party or something, or somebody else's name is brought up at a dinner table and watching somebody's face fall, watch him just, they, they've, the been, eyes they've been narrow, hurt, they've been slighted by him. They've or, got resentment toward that person. They're, it, literally, their face falls. Yeah. Their face shows it. When I think the pro- progression is really clear in this, first Cain got angry. So there was anger there. Yeah. And next, he lets his anger get the best of him and internalizes it into resentment against his brother. So yeah. he took that first thought yeah. and he grew a root. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a right. Again, root bitterness. It's, it's resentment and bitterness. Sisters, we call them. Sister words. Yeah. That root starts to form in there. Yeah. And he let it stay. and pull it out right away. Yeah. And so finally, he puts actions to his resentment. In this case, it's an extreme action. He kills his brother. Yeah. Yeah. You made a really good observation too. Why don't you share that? Because uh, when I was reading over this again, it, it caught me. This is why you read the Bible slowly and thoughtfully, because like Doug said, especially if you've read the Bible a lot, you can skim. I'm a skim reader par excellence. So I have to really slow myself down. Sometimes I do that by reading out loud when I'm reading, because it forces me to, to look at the words, but it was really interesting this to me that God actually had given Cain a second chance. Yeah. He, he had this inside of him and God knew it and saw it. And he said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Some of the reasoning behind that a little theological lesson here was God was really clear on what was an acceptable sacrifice and what wasn't. So this wasn't a, ambiguous thing that had taken place. God yeah. had given them an instruction and yeah. Cain didn't do it, right? He yeah. clearly rebelled and, and said, I'm not going to do that. I mean, it doesn't say in the scriptures said that, but he did because yeah. he did an opposite action. And so I think it's really important to see there that God actually gave him a second chance. He called him out. And it's to me, it was like a divine crossroads moment. Yeah. He was at a crossroads right there. Yep. And this might be a crossroads moments for some of you. There might be a time in this next week, and that's what we'll be praying over you, is if you recognize this in yourself, where what are you going to do with it? Yeah. You know, Cain went the opposite way, and hence he suffered, he suffered the wrath of God, yeah. and he infected a lot of people in the process. So, yeah, that's a great thing. Let's just go. I just felt really prompted. That's one of my things for 2024 is when I feel prompted to just act upon it. Mm. And uh, the other day, somebody mentioned uh, they were going through, it was a school teacher and he mentioned being a school teacher. And I just felt prompted in my heart to ask the guys around us, hey, let's pray for this guy. He, he's a teacher and that's not an easy position to be in right now. So we all just stopped and prayed and it was powerful. I just really felt now, let's just ask the listeners, if you have somebody close to you, a spouse, you know, parents or friends or somebody, ask them, just ask them, just point blank. Do you think I resent anybody? Do you, do you think there's any resentment in me? Mm. That, just, just do a gut check. Just to, you know, let's just be honest and help each other. And uh, well, yeah, the way you always talk about my mother, you know, something like that. You know, mm. or, or well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't do that. Yeah. Don't start a fight. <laughs> but I'm just saying, this is one of those. It's hard to see. This is it's an ironing sharpened iron thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, most people aren't going to tell you that, but if you ask and give permission to somebody, they might. Or go in your prayer closet and sit silently yes. before the Lord. Yes. Actually, I just started, that's another thing we can, I can tell you what I'm doing for 2024. I started back again what I did 10 years ago. 
uh, over 10 years ago of going into my prayer closet and setting my timer for one minute and sitting in silence. Mm. Just listen, Lord. And I literally start off by saying, Lord, your servant is listening. That's how I say, set my timer for one minute, next day, two minutes, next day, three minutes. So today's the fifth, you know, fifth, five minutes, just doing that and letting the Lord speak into my heart. Mm. Uh, I don't hear audible voices. Maybe you do. I, that's not how the Lord speaks to me, but he gives promptings. He gives ideas in my heart that makes me want to start praying for people or something I need to confess. And so maybe this is a time for you in 2024 to take some time to just sit quietly. Don't give them, don't, it's okay to bring your laundry list. It's okay to give them, tell them what you need and your wants and your desires. But before you do that, I would encourage you highly to take some moments and ask him to search your heart. Search me, O Lord, and try me. Yeah. See if there's any anxious way. And it's easy to say that, but not wait for the response (laughs) of God, (laughs) right? I mean, I love, I remember when you did this years ago, uh, over 10 years ago, you started that. And I love that you're redoing it. And it's a conviction for me as well, because probably the hardest thing of my prayer life is not the speaking part, it's the listening part. Yeah. It's the waiting part. And I love that. Like, okay, you know, most of us would would probably not do it if we set the timer for 10 minutes at first, right? Oh, yeah. Five minutes, four yeah. minutes, three minutes. So, yeah, it's a good exercise. It, it's um, flexing your spiritual yeah, muscles. that's exactly what, it, that's where I got the idea from. Well, I don't, I don't go lifting just a bunch all the first time. I always go back into it when I start back lifting. So, yeah. Okay. So that's what you want the Lord uh, to do. And most of us are not going to go kill someone. I mean, I probably shouldn't laugh when I say that (laughs) because probably in our hearts we have. And the Bible says, if you've done that in your heart, it's as bad as doing it outwardly. But so what do we do? Like, this is really a difficult thing because I think we let it sit inside us and it simmers. Yeah. You know, I when I think about this in my own life, I think about a cow ruminating. Mm-hmm. And I've used this example with my disciples is when I start ruminating and thinking on something, whether that's a bad thought about a person, something I want to do that is not biblical, you know, whatever that whatever that happens that I'm thinking of, it will come out eventually. Yeah. And, you know, that is one of, now in this case, it was an explosive action. He mm-hmm. murdered, but does it come out yelling yeah, or fighting, fighting yeah. sarcasm, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things that we just let and, you know, passive aggressiveness, yeah. you know, I fight against that. I yeah. have to, I have to really work on that and we just let it sit and it eats us up inside. And those are what's caused when that, when we do that, Doug, like what, what would be some of the outcome of those things that we would experience if we're doing this. Well, yeah. Well, you just said a bunch of the outward of yelling, getting angry that, but, but I'm more also concerned with when we don't let it out and we let it simmer and it just starts to eat us inside. Mm. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on with some of the things, if we don't deal with it, but let's just put some of it out there on now of, of there's nothing good that's going to come into your soul. If you don't deal with this, it'll Mm. start to poison it. Your your inner your your emotions, your you know your feelings, your thoughts, all that are going to start being affected. It's kind of like mm. a spreading cancer of, of to your dark, soul. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. So there's a let's go on because uh, I want to come back to that. Okay. But I want to get to the other f- famous. There's lots of so them. it causes outside actions and yeah. inward issues. Yes, I guess we'd have to switch those. It's the inward issues first, the outside actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like also the story about resentment uh, to understand it in the relationships aspect with Leah and Rachel. Mm. 
Mm, uh, in Genesis 29. Yeah, Genesis 29 to 30. For you who don't know this, let me just give a quick cliff note of what it is. Uh, Jacob has gone to a land to find a wife. He's working for his uncle Laban. And while he's working, he sees Rachel. Rachel's hot. He wants to marry her. <laughs> Laban doesn't like the idea of Rachel, his second-born daughter, getting married before his not-so-beautiful first-born daughter, Leah, gets married. So Jacob, I mean, Laban tricks Jacob into marrying Leah first, and then he forces Jacob to wait seven more years, and then he gets to marry Rachel. So now you have these dynamics going on. Mm. And boy, is there a lot of resentment that's going. Yeah, yeah. First, you have Leah, who resents that her sister is more desirable to her than to, to Jacob than to her. So um, she starts acting out against uh, Rachel. Rachel resents Leah because Leah starts having children, but Rachel can't. So she, what does she do? She acts upon that resentment and starts... For, has Jacob sleep with her maid? That's that's bad actions, yeah. right? To start producing kids now, Leah starts. So she can have heirs through. Yes, yeah, she can have yeah. heirs, and and now Leah starts to resent that she can't no longer hold it over Rachel that she's the only one who has children. So she gets her maid to even produce more kids for for Jacob uh, through her, you know, for her, and and they go back and forth, and so the result <laughs> of this resentment is unbelievable. You've got thirteen children by four different women. Just because these women didn't deal with the resentment they had against each other. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Talk about uh, turning thoughts into actions. Yeah. Yeah. But how much is that? And you see resentment a lot of time is in family issues. Yes. That's what I was trying Those to point out. Those early years of our lives, yeah. especially, they they form they form us. Yeah. We resent a sibling because a parent paid more attention. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing of, you know, he was always the favorite one. He got everything, you know, mm-hmm. no, she was spoiled and I, I had to work and she didn't. And, uh, yeah, kind of like Martha and Mary, you know, that Martha was starting to have resentment. Why am I working? And Mary's not. And yeah. She, it's a great she, point. Jesus confronted it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's where, if you're going to look at resentment, start looking sometimes close at home. So as you say that, I think it might be a time of just taking a step back in your own life and saying, is there something that has come from the very beginning, the think beneath of your acting out of of how you feel about that? Because I think for most of us, and I would say when I disciple women and we do a life map, which you don't know what I'm talking about. Good, write me. I'll tell you. Um, There is something in the family center of their growing up that has brought out things like this and it hasn't been dealt with. Now, the good news is it can be dealt with. We're going to talk about that later. But I think that that is something that you really need to think about as you're hearing this. Is there something that comes to mind immediately? I mean, I've shared with you before on the podcast of I had two older sisters who were high achievers. And so I was, um, uh, my parents, I believe, unintentionally compared, had comparison in this. And that was something that I had to deal with. My sisters didn't do anything, but it was something that my parents had done. And so I had to, I had to walk through that a little bit. Yeah. And that would exactly be what we talked about with resentment. Did my parents do that on purpose, you know, or was it perceived? I, I, I think it was just perceived. Yeah. I, I don't really think they understood what they were doing. They were trying to encourage. So that would be a thing that we might want to think through. I, I like that. And I guess I would respond, don't try to figure it out too much. 
Was yeah. my, did my parents do it per, you know? Yes. It's always the parents' fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Now that we're kids and grandkids, so yeah. got grandkids. But my, my point is deal with you, not them. Yes. Well, my parents, okay, whatever, whether it was perceived or they actually did, maybe they yeah. did. I don't know, but, but it's not, what am I going to do with it? How am yes. I going to deal with it? I was thinking of a, okay, I'm going to switch on you here a little bit. Yep. We're gonna, Go for we're it. We're going to end on a rabbit trail. Oh, yeah. But uh, one of the other uh, examples of resentment is Job's wife. Mm. Job, you know, they both went through the same thing. They, yeah. Job chapter one. Lost their children. Lost, lost their, their children. Home, lost their, then lost Job their actually flocks. got to worse because he gets the sores all over him and stuff. But she, she lost the things and stuff too. Job never blamed God. Didn't blame God and stuff. And she tells him to curse God and die. You know, yeah. she... Um, yeah. Obviously yeah. some bitterness and resentment going yeah. on there. So here's my point that I did not think of when we got ready to record this podcast, but here we're, I think this is the Lord wanting to just us to stop here and just help the listeners. And for us, just again, to just think through a little deeper. These were all family issues. It was Cain against Abel. Mm. It was Leah and Rachel. It was Job and his wife. Mm. Now, this is the, I never thought about how much resentment could be within the family that sets roots. And you just said that when you do a life map, what we mean by life map, let's just go ahead and explain it for a okay. second. We, so we do discipleship with our people. One of the things we do is have them do a life map at the very beginning. A life map is literally a timeline with ups and downs. We tell them, write your life story, the ups and downs of your life and try and put dates to them and pivotal points in your life that you can remember that were highs and what were lows. And, and write that out. And so, like, for for me, my parents, my dad walking out of my mom on Christmas Day, that is a low point on my life map, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things. And then, but but it's also good when you think, because it makes you stop and think through your past mm-hmm. and what comes to mind. And that's what it is, because there's things that my past I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But why am I not, why did I not get selected for the All-Star team at 12 years old when I was the best one of the best in the leagues, but my team did not have a representative that year because they weren't going to choose me because they wanted to get back at my dad. Why is that still a memory? You know, I'm 60 years old and I can remember <laughs> like yesterday sitting by the phone waiting for that, t- you know, and our team almost went to Williamsport for people who don't know Little League Baseball. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they lost in the regionals in Kansas City. I wanted to be on that team and I wasn't. That affected me. Mm. Okay. It affected me. My dad, I had to make sure I didn't have resentment, which I dealt with for years. Mm-hmm. I didn't deal with for years and their resentment was building up of my dad walking out and stuff. A lot of times it's family. Yeah. And we don't want to bring up hurt, but we want to make sure I, I just told this to a young man the other day whose dad hurt him. When you come to the point where you can thank God for what your dad did, because it's made you who God wanted you to be. Yeah. God took what was evil and turned it into good. I'm a great husband and father because I yes. learned from my dad in the opposite direction. I wanted to be opposite of him. And I thank the Lord I had that example because it made me who I wanted to be. Mm. That is when you deal and turn resentment into good. Now, how do you do that? I think let's save the steps and the things we want you to do for next podcast. Mm-hmm. But what we want to do for this week and next week, we're going to leave you with just you and the Holy Spirit to just make sure there is no resentment in your life. And then come back next week and we'll talk about steps and more stories on how to be set free. Yeah. So, you know, in that one minute quiet time, two minute quiet time, three minute quiet time of silence, ask the Holy Spirit to show you 
if there is anything in your heart that you need to bring before him. And if you don't, spend it all in time of gratitude, Mm. thanking the Lord for the life he's given you. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.